You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Keep yourself is the title of this devotion. When you hear that, when you think about keep myself, what do I, what, what do I need to do to keep myself? What, what, by what can I keep myself? You know, if it's cold outside, my mama would look at me and she says, put on a coat, Robert. I would say, oh, mom, I don't need it. I don't want the constraining of the coat. She said, looked at me with those blue eyes, not unkind, but stern. Put on your coat, Robert. Yes, mom. Yes, mom. And I put on my coat. And I was nice and warm. And I kept myself from the cold. But if mom wouldn't have helped me, I would have been out there freezing. You understand? And this is... a. a, a maybe a little picture of it, but it makes a point. When you think, keep myself. If I don't want my feet to get hurt, if I walk on the pebbles, how can I get my feet not to get hurt by walking on the pebbles? I have to put my shoes on, you know, or sandals or something so that I can endure the pebbles. Otherwise, it would hurt me so bad because my feet are not used to it. And on and on and on. So let me read you here. 1 John chapter 5, verse um, 18, okay? We know that whoever is born of God does not sin. But he who has been born of God keeps himself, title of this devotion, and the wicked one does not touch him. Now, it's the King James that interprets it like this, but different than, okay, take for example, um, take for example here, the classic Amplified, and let's see how it says it in there, and it's important for us for a moment, he says, I know absolutely that anyone born of God does not deliberately and knowingly practice committing sin, but the one who was begotten of God carefully watches over and protects him, Christ's divine presence within him preserves him against the evil and wicked one does not lay a hold and get a grip on him or touch him right i personally live in this that i say lord i don't want it to touch me i don't want to have any consciousness of any of the wicked one I don't want to know it. I have nothing to do with the unclean and evil spirits of this world. They have no power over me. There's nothing in me that belongs to them. Where did you get that statement? Right here in John 14, verse 30, where Jesus says, I will not talk with you much more for the prince, evil genius ruler of the world is coming, but he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There's nothing in me that belongs to him. He has no power over me. Oh, I love praying that in my thinking. Father, I thank you. The devil has no claim on me. 
He has nothing in me. There's nothing in me that belongs to him. I'm yours, Father. I'm yours, Father. I thank, do you see? Here's the keeping. Now, one of the ways that the enemy gains access to us, to lay a claim on us, to get a grip on us, but yes, it's usually by twisting our thoughts. It is when there is guilt or shame. When there is in our hearts something that we knowingly continue in that we know is wrong. And we know it inward through the Spirit of Christ. No, this is not right, but we don't deal with it. We don't deal with it. And thereby we begin to open the door by guilt. Guilt is something you have before God. Shame, you have something because of defilement that you begin to feel ashamed. You feel, I'm no good. Oh, I am wrong. It's my fault. Oh, and you feel guilty and ashamed. And that's how the enemy then begins to get a grip on you by twisting your thoughts. Oh, God doesn't love you more. God's not with you. You, you pray and you, he can't hear you. you. You can't hear him. He doesn't listen. He begins to lie. Lie. That's the nature of the devil. Deception. Now, you don't feel his presence. Why do you not feel his presence? Because he's left you? Never, never. The Lord says, I will never leave you. It's not that he's left you. It's the presence of the devil that deceives you to not know his, his presence, the Father's presence. So you, the, 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 apt, the not feeling the Father is the presence of the devil because the devil's a liar and that's his very nature. So I want to talk to you about this today, about the Lord keeping you, right? Again, whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him. You know, it is an immature heart and mind that doesn't yet isn't fully convinced by the truth of the word that makes you think you can't help yourself. You just, that's just the way you are. You're just cruel, mean, lustful, whatever is the sin that prevails over your conscience that keeps you from perceiving God and keeps giving the devil access to cause destruction and ruin and misery. That's that's just a lie because you don't know the truth. But here's the truth. I'm reading from the Living Bible, Romans 6 verse 1. Well then, shall we keep on sinning so that God can keep on showing us more and more kindness and forgiveness? Of course not. Should we keep on sinning when we don't have to? For sin's power over us was broken when we became Christians and were baptized to become part of Jesus Christ. Through his death, the power of your sinful nature was shattered. Your old sin-loving nature was buried with him by baptism when he died. And when God the Father with glorious power brought him back to life again, you were given his wonderful new life to live. For you have become a part of him. And so you died with him, so to speak, when he died. And now you share his new life and shall rise as he did. You see, your 
old evil desires were nailed to the cross with the Lord Jesus Christ. That part of you that loves to sin was crushed and fatally wounded so that your sin-loving body is no longer under sin's control, no longer needs to be a slave of sin. For when you are detoned to sin, you are freed from all its allure and its power of you. Since your old sin-loving nature died with Jesus Christ, we know that you will share his new life. Christ rose from the dead and will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. And he died once and for all to end sin's power. But now he lives forever in unbroken fellowship with the Father. So look upon your old sin-loving nature as dead and unresponsive to sin. And instead, see yourself alive to God, alert to him through Jesus Christ our Lord. Don't let sin control your puny body any longer. Do, you, do not give in to its sinful desires. Do not let any part of your bodies become tools of wickedness to be used for sinning, but give yourself completely to God, every part of you. For you are back from death and you want to be tools in the hands of God to be used for His good purposes. So sin need never again be your master now that you are no longer living under the control of the law and thereby because you were still slaves of sin. No, you're now free because you're alive through Jesus Christ to live in God's favor by his mercy. Does it mean that now we can go ahead and sin and not worry about it because we are not under the law of God? Of course not. Don't you realize that you can choose your own master? You can choose sin with death or else you can choose obedience with acquittal. The one to whom you offer yourself, he will take you and be your master and you will be its slave. So thank God that though once you chose to be slaves of sin, Now you have obeyed with all of your heart the teaching which God has committed to you. Now you are free from your old master's sin because you have now become part of your new master, Jesus Christ our Lord. Dear friends, keep yourself and the wicked one teaches you not. Keep myself what? I keep myself in Jesus Daily I abide in him and his word abides in me and I bear the fruit of his divine nature and Satan cannot claim any ownership of me anymore. He cannot claim any access. He cannot claim any control. This is more real than you may think. It is exactly what Jesus said in John 8. If you abide in my words, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Where His Spirit is, 1 Corinthians 3, 17, 18. Where His, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17, 18. Where His Spirit, the Spirit of Christ is, there is freedom. And we are changed from one degree to another, one degree of his likeness to another by his spirit in us. 
Oh, friends, it is so glorious to be kept. I love being kept. I love being kept. And yes, like you, like you, I can get tempted. It's just part of living in this world. If I go with you in closing to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. You see, the spirit by which I'm confident that I can keep myself and the wicked one touches me not is that spirit of life in Christ. My keeping is living in him and him in me. I have absolutely no confidence in anything else to keep me. My shoes keep my feet from getting hurt. My coat keeps me from getting warm. Christ keeps me from the nature of sin where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's liberty, the Scripture says. Or we are free from the law of sin and death by the law of life in Christ, Romans 8 says. And you see, I know my keeping is in Him who keeps me, who never slumbers nor sleeps, who watches over me. I know I live in that phenomenal keeping of my Savior and I'm so grateful for it. So when you think you stand, take heed. For no temptation, verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 10, for no temptation has overtaken you except which is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to do what? To bear it. You see, there are certain temptations in this world. Listen, they're there. They're there. They're always there. They're just part of being in this world. And I know that me in my human body, I'm vulnerable to them. And if I don't keep myself in communion with the Lord Jesus and being kept by Him through His indwelling life, they will connect with me again. I don't have this mindset, oh, I got set free then and now I I can just let go of everything. No, no. It's like you ate a meal and, and you're filled and you go, okay, I don't ever need any more food. That's silly. You know, you're going to need food again in a couple of hours. And the same is true with Christ. He says, as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. Jesus knew that the life that he manifested in the body was completely dependent on the Father. And for you and me, it is no different. So let me give you one little verse in closing, and it's Jude, right? Jude is the last book. Jude was one of the younger natural brothers of the Lord Jesus. James is another one of his. And you had Simon, and you had um, something like Joseph was the other one's name. Listen to this. Beloved, build yourself up, verse 20 of Jude, Build yourself up, founded on your most holy faith, making progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Guard and keep yourself in the love of the Father. Expect and patiently wait for the mercies of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, which will bring you unto eternal life. 
now to Him who's able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling and present you unblemished, blameless, and faultless before the presence of His glory and triumph and joy and exaltation with unspeakable ecstatic delight to the one only true God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, splendor, majesty, might, dominion, and power and authority before all time and now and forever unto all the ages of eternity. Amen. Keep yourself in that love. Now, let me say this in closing. In 1998, when our dear daughter went to be with Jesus, Gabriella Nicole Masbach, when she went to be with Jesus, the Holy Spirit helped me and Virginia. Oh, how he carried us through that time. And I and Virginia would be upstairs. She's such an unusual, beautiful person. Really, the more you get to know my dear wife, the more you realize what a precious soul she is. And we had been sent some 300 condolences cards and Virginia didn't think it was right not to answer so she was up in the baby room where she had made curtains and a little duvet and pillows and all these things because she can sew really well and cook really well and bake really well and what can the woman not do it it's it's really fun anyway and she had made all these curtains and everything in the baby room and everything was ready for Gabriella, but okay. And she had milk coming from her breast, but no baby. And some of that was challenging for her physically, could be painful, uh, you know. And anyway, she was in that room answering all these cards and thanking people for loving on us and thinking about us in our time of grief. And, and that helped her, that comforted her to say thank you to people. And that just made her cope with the pain of missing Gabriella and the pain of not having, having her in, here on earth and knowing she's with the Lord. But, and I was walking back and forth in the living room and all I knew to do was to say, Father, I know you love me. Father, I know you love me. Father, I know you love me. And, and I was being kept in the love of the Father, so the wicked one could not touch us. He couldn't touch us. Do you hear this today? Keep yourself. Keep yourself in your Heavenly Father's love. Keep yourself in the faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself by showing kindness and appreciation and goodness to others. Don't ever come out of that keeping. You need it. You don't want to become vulnerable by being ungrateful to others. You don't want to become vulnerable by not thinking about your Father's love. You don't want to become vulnerable by not praying. You want to be kept consistently in that amazing wonder of God's love for you that will never fail. Amen. Have a good day.